and please pray with me. Gracious God, we pray that you would come and bring us your gift of victory through your Son, Jesus Christ, this night. So that knowing him, seeing the mighty works that you have done for us through him, and knowing the eternity that is being prepared for us, we might all our days indeed rejoice in the good God that you are for us. This we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Palms. This one's getting a little ragged after the Lenten season, but uh, it's still here with us. And as I was thinking about palms, of course, our immediate idea of palms in Scripture is our upcoming Sunday, Palm Sunday, right? Where we hear about the the crowds who cut down branches from the palm trees and who waved them before the Lord who was coming in. You might ask why he did that, and you can find some reasons for that in Scripture, especially in Passover, but, but in the Old Testament, one of the, one of the places where you find palms, one of the feasts where you find palms, is actually the Feast of Booths that we had in Deuteronomy chapter 16. There it doesn't talk much about the palm, but if you go back to Leviticus chapter 23, it says that they will make temporary dwellings out of palm branches. And they will take in their hand palms, and they will rejoice before the Lord. Doesn't sound like anything special to us out here in California. We have palms all over the place. In fact, for us, palms are almost a nuisance, right? The Santa Ana's blow, and what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to go and pick up palm branches. And I always said, coming from Oklahoma, that palms are, that trees are only good for two things. Fruit and shade. And most of the palms out here in California don't give you either. They just give you a mess. But you know, as I thought about it, there, there is something about those palms. And as I was cutting these from my backyard to, to use as my example this year and started moving them around and started cutting all those branches off, I realized something. I realized that well, maybe there's a reason they cut down palm branches and waved them as Jesus came down the road. Because after all, when you wave a palm branch, it makes noise. Palm branches are the original noisemaker. Can you imagine a crowd? They didn't have whistles, they didn't have bells, they didn't have any of that, but they had palm branches. A multitude waving their palm branches. Not only would their shouts of Hosanna been a loud cry to their God, but so would have the palms. But the thing about palms and the reason why, why God gives that symbol of palms to his people in Leviticus 23 has to do with where they are at the time. Palms aren't anything special to us out here in California, but I grew up in Oklahoma. And I looked forward to Palm Sunday. Because our pastor, some years, would pull out the palms. And for us, where the leaves probably were not quite on the trees yet, or sometimes the ground was still a little cold, for us, palms were a taste of the exotic. Palms were the taste of something living. living. Palms, were the, palms were the idea of some place 
better. Not that Oklahoma's a bad place, by the way. <laughs> but someplace warmer. Someplace lush. Someplace where everything was green and growing and abundant. And in Leviticus chapter 23, the people of Israel are at the foot of Mount Sinai. They're in the desert. They're surrounded by sand and rocks. They have a hot wind blowing across their face. And their God says to them, you will wave your palm branches. Even more than that, the palms will be so abundant that you will be able to cut down branches and you will be able to make a dwelling and every single one of you will be able to live in your dwelling of palms for seven days. When you're surrounded by sand and rocks, that sounds like an exotic place. That sounds like an incredible promise. That sounds like an abundance beyond imagination. And it's the palms that were that reminder. And so when they got to the promised land and they saw that abundance and they enjoyed those blessings from their God and they looked at all of those palm trees, they remembered, I'm certain of it, the statements of their God, the promises of better things. And sure enough, here was the work of their God fulfilled right before their very eyes. It's no wonder why every time that they were rejoicing, every time that they were celebrating, every time that they were reminded of the blessings of their God, they would cut the branches from the palms and wave them high. They would also do that for the coming kings, by the way. When David returned from battle, they would cut branches off of the palm trees and they would line the streets and they would celebrate the victory that their king was bringing to them. So, of course, when Jesus is entering into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, all of that is in their minds. Their God is bringing them a victorious king once again. Their God is ushering in the messianic kingdom, the kingdom of promise, the kingdom of peace, the kingdom of abundance. And so they cut down their palm branches, their noisemakers, and they celebrate before their God. They thought they had something to celebrate that day. They thought that they knew what was coming. So you can imagine their shock only seven days later when that king, that victorious leader, that one who was going to fulfill all the promises of their God was outside those same city walls hanging on a cross. Executed as a common criminal. Not a victorious leader anymore, but a dying man, suffering, bleeding, barely able to speak. 
I'm sure all of those palm branches that were being waved in the air just a couple days earlier were nowhere to be found. They looked upon that site and they didn't see victory. They looked upon that site and they didn't see abundance. They looked upon that site and they didn't see the promises of their God being fulfilled, but again, they found themselves staring at nothing but sand and rocks. Nothing to rejoice about in that moment, they thought. And yet for us, for us who have the benefit of having received the Holy Spirit, for us who have the benefit of hearing what Jesus was doing, and by the way, John chapter 7 takes place during a Feast of Booths. And all of the imagery that's there is part of that feast. For those of us who have the benefit of knowing the full story, it's at that very moment when we see our Lord and Savior having suffered and died for your sins and for my sins, having cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Having declared with His very final breath, His last word before He dies, it is finished. That is actually the moment when we should take out our palm branches and wave them high to our God. Because it is in that moment that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ overcomes our enemy, conquers death, removes all of the curses, and ushers in His kingdom for you and for me that has no end. In that moment, when all that can be seen is rocks and sand, it is in that moment that our God offers us the abundance of life with Him forever. And that's what the palm branch was meant to signify. That's what the palm branch was meant to remind the people of. So maybe we shouldn't be raving it on Palm Sunday like the crowd did. Maybe we should bring them out on Good Friday. And we should definitely bring them out on Easter morning when we behold the empty tomb. Because it's in those moments that we know what our God has done for us. It's in those moments that we look forward to the promises yet unfulfilled. It's in those moments that we look forward to a shelter that we don't have to make with our own hands. That He is preparing for us in the kingdom of the world to come. It is in those moments when all we can see is rocks and sand that our God shows us what He has prepared for us. And so in your life, in those moments where you look out and all you can see is rocks and sand, all you can feel is a hot wind upon your face, 
Hear the words of your God. Receive his promises. Know the abundance of blessings that he has for you. And remember the victory. Remember the salvation that he has won for you through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Or better yet, when the hot winds do blow on our face, when the Santa Ana's come a-calling, when our God decides to throw a mighty rushing wind over the land, listen. Listen to what your God is telling you. Listen to the palm branches wave. Listen to your God reminding you of the abundant God that he is for you. Amen.